This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio now for 28 years in the Kansas City area, the last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And monitor a number of stations. Our show is syndicated around the country. And our list is growing. We're getting some more uh, cities on coming up here in the next couple weeks. So I'm excited about that and looking forward to where this show is going to go because uh, I think what we talk about on this show is different from pretty much sports talk. Sports talk shows are talking about what's going on. I talk about the mind on this show. We talk about how your mind affects what you do. And I try to bring up topics that I think will be worthy of discussion. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're also on my website at winnersunlimited.com if you want to go look at past shows. And I've got about five years of them on there. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've been doing lately is organizing and cleaning stuff out in my house. And I've come across a number of cassette tapes from the early 1980s, before I started on radio as a talk show host, with interviews I made uh, about sports psychology. And I came across a couple this week, and you know what I love about Amazon? You can buy anything there. And I found this converter that takes audio cassette tapes, and you can download them onto your computer. And I ordered it Wednesday night, and it was at my house Thursday night. Unbelievable how that comes so fast. Anyway. I started downloading these tapes and listening to these interviews I did 35 years ago about sports psychology. And it's interesting because one of the hosts asked me, do people see this as witchcraft and hocus pocus? And in our discussion, he said, you know, I can see where some people may not believe in this because you know, you're talking about the mind and what your mind can do, and some people don't don't believe that your mind can have that big of an impact. And I was like, no, this isn't hocus-pocus and witchcraft. In fact, when I interviewed in the Kansas City area, when I first got started, I got asked that same thing by an athletic director. I was going around to some small colleges in the Kansas City area to interview, and one guy said, I'm not interested in this. I don't believe in hocus pocus. I don't believe in witchcraft. And I think that's what this is. You know, sports psychology is about dealing with the mental side of what we do in sports. It, but you know what? It's about life. And it's about dealing with issues. And one of the things that I like to get into 
with my clients in my office, and I see people in my office, I see, I talk to teams, I give speeches to parent groups, to coaches, is the importance of communication. And the importance of communicating with your athletes and letting them know that you're a human being. You know, this past week, Jim Beheim, the coach at, at Syracuse, had an auto accident and killed someone. And he had a press conference and talked about this. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a tragedy. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. Yet, he went on to coach this week in their game against Duke, and he talked about it. And I don't know how he was able to go on the floor, to be honest with you. Um, that was a very difficult thing to do. And a lot of people are critical that he went and coached. I think for him, maybe the best thing he could have done is go back to coaching. See, coaches are people. Athletes are people. They've got feelings. They've got emotions. They screw up. They make mistakes. They have to deal with issues. And I have found that so many people think because someone is a great athlete or a great coach, they are invincible to emotion. They're invincible to feeling other than competitiveness. About a year and a half ago, Kevin Love, member of the Cleveland Cavaliers, had a panic attack in a game. Took himself out, but didn't know what was going on. The trainers didn't know what was going on. They sent him to the hospital. They finally figured out he was having a panic attack. And there are a lot of reasons why that was going on with him the pressure, and he's talked about it. The demands, the expectations, and he's talked about it extensively. He's become a big advocate of mental health and sports. This past year, and of course I'm in Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs had a running back named Kareem Hunt, who as a rookie broke the NFL, or set the NFL record for, for uh, led the league in rushing, excuse me, that he led the league in rushing, and then, of course, here in Kansas City, we all know what happened to him. He was found on a video of kicking a woman, and the Chiefs subsequently cut him. Be, not, be, not as much because he kicked the woman, because he lied about it. I mean, Kareem Hunt may be a great running back, but he, and he's supposedly getting help, and I hope he is. He's now signed on with the Browns, and I hope he does get help. See, we put, we put athletes on this pedestal that they're superior to everybody else. Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, we all know, has been now accused of soliciting you know, prostitution. Soliciting a prostitute. It's the owner of the Patriots. Now, I don't know if he did or didn't. We don't know that yet. But he's been accused of it. The police, I believe, arrested him for it. Athletes, coaches, owners, they're people. They screw up, they make mistakes. So here's the issue. What do we learn from all this? How do we learn from it? And most importantly, because if you've listened to my show, you know one of my big concerns is about kids, what we're teaching them. Athletes, coaches are role models. You know, Charles Barkley is famous as quoted, I ain't no role model. Well, guess what, Charles? Yes, you are. You are because you're in the spotlight. 
People look up to you because of your athletic ability and superiority. But then it becomes a balance. It becomes a balance of how you deal with anxiety, how you deal with pressure, how you deal with stress, and how you deal with yourself. What are your goals? What do you want to do? And to me, that's where coaches play such a big role. Coaches to me are leaders. They're directors. They're guides. They're psychologists. They're disciplinarians. But first and foremost, they're people. And I think, and I've worked with, with, gosh, so many teams over the 38 years I've been in practice, from the Olympic team, professional teams, down to college teams, high school, youth sports, club teams. The best coaches to me let their athletes know that they're human. They're not robots. They're able to feel. I've been around coaches who've cried in front of their teams. Major league coaches crying. Professional coaches crying. College coaches, I've seen them. Olympic coaches crying. Because they care. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio at 10 WHB in Kansas City. I'd like to hear from you. Let's get some conversation going. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. 
It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHP in Kansas City, I'm here every week. We talk about mindsets on this show, attitudes, sportsmanship. And today's topic is about coaches, athletes being people, and how they deal with pressure, how they handle themselves, how they deal with their emotions. And so consequently, I want to get into that today. If you're an athlete, if you're a coach, how do you deal with who you are, the emotional side of sports? And I'd like to get some stories. If you are someone who's played sports, playing sports, participating in it, how do you deal with the human side? If you're a coach, do you communicate that to your athletes? Do you let them know your feelings? How you deal with pressure, you know, how you deal with stress, how you deal with tragedy, how you deal with happiness, or do you not let them know anything about you? I've said many times, a good ch coach checks his or her ego at the door. Right, let's go to the phones. We have our first caller this morning. Let's see what George has to say. George, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for calling in. I'm a uh, <clears throat> former coach, teacher, athletic director, and I also play college sports. And when I retired a few years ago, I sat down and started thinking about things that I saw in coaches and in successful, I should say successful coaches and successful athletes, and I wrote their traits down because I, I did this for over 35 years, so I saw a lot of athletes, a lot of different coaches, and I coached a lot myself, and um, I don't know if you want me to mention all 10 of the... Sure, go ahead, go ahead. 
Um, first one was commitment. Successful coaches and athletes are committed to what they do. They don't they don't give up. They don't quit. They persevere. And um, as I go through these, you're going to notice that these are very good traits to have just to be a good person. I, I, I thought you were going to go there with that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Commitment, I get that. Uh, they got to be motivated. they got to have passion and pride to do their best. And they got to do that every day. It's not just once a month thing. And I, I noticed that in good quality coaches had that motivation all the time. And it, it was contagious to the uh, athletes that they were coaching. But one of the issues with that, George, is that good, ap- or good coaches – you're right. There's got to be that passion, but you you can't be passionate 100% of the time. Sometimes there are going to be dips in that, and so that's where I think the human side comes out when you're not up or as passionate all the time. Why not? Hey, I, I'm bummed. Something's going on. You know, whatever it might be. Oh yeah, there's always going to be times where you're not at your best, but uh, I think people, I know athletes, at least the athletes that I dealt with, they look at the bigger picture. They're not going to look at criticize the coach because they were down a day or they were not they didn't come out and they were really motivated to practice that day they're looking at you know their whole body of work and so you know i i just feel like that's a huge part of it and the hard part is obviously bringing it virtually every day and making that something that you strive for uh the other one what's the third integrity one? okay what's another one being honest and truthful. Kids see through coaches that are fake, and they don't play hard for coaches that are fake. Um, I have now listened. I, I noticed successful athletes and coaches listen. They look at you eyeball to eyeball, and they focus on what you're saying, and they try to understand what you're saying. And then they ask questions if they don't get what you're trying to say. And that, that's a two-way street, athletes and coaches. But a- athletes need to trust their coach in order to do that, though. You know, you, when you have a coach, when it's just one-sided or one-directed, just from the coach, oftentimes it's difficult for the athlete to really, you know, sometimes athletes get intimidated. They feel they can't ask questions. Oh, yeah, I agree 100% on that. Um, the next one was selflessness. Um, think less about yourself, more about others. Um, I think that just, I mean, that's just part of being a coach and an athlete. If, if you're only thinking about your stats or your one loss record, I don't think you're going to be a very good athlete. And I don't think you'll be a very good coach. Um, judgment, good athletes and good coaches that I observed always used past experiences and observations to make good decisions you know they they will it's that old adage don't make the same mistake twice um, learn from the mistakes of others that kind of thing that is i think that is huge on the, on the athlete's part and on the coach's part i agree with you on that and um dependable um you got to have athletes and you got to have coaches that you can depend on. They're you know, it, excuse me. You know, it's interesting, George. With that that one right there, I work with a young lady who's a soccer player down in Florida, 
And she has a coach. <clears throat> she's on an elite level team. She's 12 years old. They don't know sometimes if the coach is going to show up or not. Yeah. And there's an assistant coach, but the, the, the head coach, he has to drive quite a ways to get there. But still, some days he shows up, some days he doesn't. And the mom and I have talked about, you know, maybe maybe you need to look for another team. Anyway, go ahead. That that's a oh, good yeah. point. I no doubt about that. I mean, you gotta you gotta trust the guy or the gal that's leading you, and that they're gonna be there for you. Uh, emotional control. This one is becoming more and more important than I ever remember it. Um, you gotta understand your emotions. You gotta stay calm control your reactions and not get emotional because when we're emotional, we're more likely to do something we might regret. And that I, I see more and more in sports, not only professional college, also in high school. I, I still go and watch high school games and there's a lot of, a lot of kids that just cannot control their emotions. And that's hard to be consistent and hard to be a good athlete if you cannot control your emotions. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we've got about a minute and a half left here, George. So go ahead and finish. My up. last two was tact, your ability to talk to people and maintain a good relations. You know, being able to express your opinion in a in a positive way, and then optimistic. All the athletes and all the coaches I ever saw that were really really good were always optimistic. There was never anything put in front of them that they didn't think they could conquer or do. Well, I think you've hit it on the head. Those are all the quality, you know, and, and, and have you had a coach like that in your history? I, I've never had a coach that had all these, but I've had coaches that were strong in some of them. And I've coached athletes that were strong in some of them, but I was never fortunate enough to have the, the perfect athlete or the perfect coach. But, you know, it's, it, it was interesting to write it out, think about it, after the fact, after I'm all done with my career as a coach and an athletic director. Well, the, bo- just- and the, bo- the bottom line, George, is this. Coaches are people. They're human beings. They've got feelings, too. George, thank you so much for your call and sharing that with me. I really appreciate hey, no it. no problem. You have a great day. Thanks for listening. Hey. I'd like to hear from you. Tell me some qualities of a coach you've had that have allowed you to succeed, qualities of a coach that have allowed you to become better. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. 
Sounds that make you smile. <laughs> Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So, what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene, so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHP in Kansas City, I'm here every week to talk about mindsets on this show, attitudes, sportsmanship. And today's topic is about coaches, athletes being people, the human side of coaches. We just had a great call from George talking about qualities of coaches that he sees as positive and successful and you know when you when you look at sports everybody gets excited about their team and the big game and what's going to happen but athletes and coaches in the end are human beings they are people they screw up they make mistakes just because they may be physically superior than most of us doesn't mean that the psychological side isn't there 
And one of the things that I feel very strongly about as a sports psychologist is working with athletes on their mind, on who they are as a person. It's great to hit a, a tee shot 330 yards down the middle of the fairway or hit a 125 mile an hour serve or throw a 100 mile fastball or you know, score 20 points in your basketball game. But who are you as a person? And how, as a coach, do you help teach these kids? Do you let them know about you as a person? The human side of sports, the emotional side of sports, the real side, who you are. So I'd like to hear from you. If you are a coach, I'd like to see if you'd be willing to share a story with us about something you've shared with your athletes before, how you tried to help them understand life, not just you know, running a certain play or playing zone defense, but maybe what you showed them about you that you feel may have helped them get better, not just as an athlete, but as a person. If you want to send me a message on Twitter, it's at DRJ Sports Psych. At D-R-J-S-P-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. Athletes are people, coaches are people, we screw up, we make mistakes. Just because somebody is a great athlete, listen, we put so many athletes and coaches on such high pedestals that when they do screw up and break down and make a mistake, it's like the world is falling apart. What's wrong with them? Well, they're human. And, and that's where I think dealing with the psychological component is so important. So if you are a coach, what have you tried with your team before or the athletes you coach, the individual athletes you coach about yourself that you think maybe has helped them grow? It's helped them develop. It's helped them become a better person as well as a better athlete. If you're an athlete, I'd like you to share a story about your coach. What has your coach showed you, told you, helped you out with? To be not just to, you know, play your sport better, but to be better as a person. Because in the end, you know what? Games end, life goes on. Sporting competitions stop. The clock will come down to 0.00. Then you have to go and deal with everything else. You know, one of the greatest lessons I think coaches can teach kids is about dealing with failure. You know, we all want to go out and win. We all want to go out and succeed. But what do you do when you lose? What do you do when you screw up? What do you do when you make a mistake? How do you go on from there? Sports fans live and die sometimes with their sports teams. But what if you're the, what if you're the athlete? What if you're the coach? It's your life. As a professional, it's what you do. In my 38 years of work, I've, I've had the privilege to work with so many great people. And now it's interesting. I'm now working with the sons of many of the Kansas City Royals players I worked with back in the early 1990s. I've had over a half dozen sons of Royals players that I work with in 1990 come and see me. And I'm working with one now who's a minor league player. And we started talking about some things this week. And he said, you know, Doc, he goes, my dad and I have shared so much about the things you did with him. And I want, want you to help me with this. 
because what, what he said you really helped him understand was dealing with life and failure and screwing up and making mistakes because, I mean, when you play baseball, it happens all the time. But you're not expect you know, every time you come up to bat, you want to get a hit. Every time you walk on the mound, you want to strike somebody out. Every time you go in the basketball court, you want to make every shot. Every time you go on the football field, you want to score a touchdown or intercept a pass. But when you don't, then you have to deal with it when the game ends. So as, as a human being, how do you deal with all that? It is not easy to do for some people because their lives have been totally focused on that. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Junior Seau committed suicide. He had CTE. It's a tragic, tragic situation a couple years ago with this great football player. But in an interview that he gave a few months before he died, one of the things that really concerned me about him was that he talked about, you know, all I really know is football. Growing up, I just played football. I played in high school. Went to USA and played USC and played in college. Then I played professionally with the Patriots and the Chargers. Mostly with the Chargers, obviously, but ended with the Patriots. And now I'm done. I don't know what to do with myself. Because everything was about football, football, football. What about life, though? So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, what do you try to tell your athletes? What do you try to teach them, encourage them to work on about life? about being a human being. So we can get some calls in here and talk about this. I want to hear from your coach. If you're an athlete, you've played sports, what is something that your coach taught you? What is something your coach taught you about the sport that maybe helped you out as a person and in life? And if you're a parent, how do you pick the right coach for your child? How do you pick the right coach that you think will help your son or daughter accomplish their goals? You know, I have all these young kids that come in my office who want to win championships and want to get scholarships and want to make the Olympics or play professionally or play collegially, whatever it might be. And you know the word I always tell everybody that I want them to do when they leave my office? It's two words. Have fun. Yes, you want to succeed. You want to accomplish your goal. But really, you want to have fun. That's why we play. Look, when, you, when you're professional, you want to win. That's, that's, you know, you need to win or you're not going to keep your job. And sometimes you're going to win and still not keep your job. But if you can have fun doing it, if you can enjoy the process, you will get so much more out of it and you will feel better about yourself in the end. Let's see if we can get some more calls in here. I'd like to hear if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent. I want to see what you say. I want to get your opinion. You know, this is, to me, th- th- this in the end is more important than the X's and O's. It's more important than winning the game. It's more important than scoring the winning goal. It's about how do I deal with this? I have so many high school athletes that I work with And they will often talk to me about dealing with the pressure of going to school the next day or the following Monday after they've lost. And how they deal with 
people saying, why'd you lose? What happened? What's wrong with you? And it's not easy to do. And a lot of them have trouble with that. They get picked on, they get ridiculed. You know, and, and to me, I just say, look, those other kids are jealous of you. They're jealous of you because they can't do what you're doing. Success and failure are results. It's the emphasis, the attitude, the emotion you put into it. And to me, that's what it's all about. So I'd like to hear from you. If you are a coach, what is the lesson you want your kids that you're coaching to take from sport? What are the lessons you want them to learn from and grow from? Outside of the game. If you're an athlete, what have you learned from playing sports? You know, we've had one call earlier today in the show. George had some great comments. Qualities he sees of, of, of coaches. Integrity, commitment, respect, trust. These, these are all things you need to have. But what's the lesson you've learned? What is it that you've taken from playing sports that's helped you become a better person, a better individual, a better son, daughter, husband, wife, brother, sister, whatever it might be. What is it that, that sports has taught you to become better at? I think it's, I think, and I said this earlier, the whole idea of dealing with losing, failing, screwing up. In front, You know, if you're not an athlete, maybe you may make a mistake on your computer with something. Nobody knows but you or the, maybe the person you're dealing with. But if you play sport, everybody sees it. So you've got to have a tough skin. You've got to be able to deal with that negativity, that failure, that, that pressure. And it is not easy to do. So I'd like to hear if you're, if you're a coach, a parent, an athlete, give me a call. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is a, it's a topic that we get into it indirectly in a lot of our shows. But what I wanted to talk about specifically today, because I think when we look at all the things that go on every, every day in sports, it's about humanity. It's about emotion. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. 
Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Excuse me, I know you have a nine o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm here every week. We talk about mindsets on this show, attitudes, sportsmanship and today's topic is about coaches athletes being people how do you deal with with pressure and success how do you deal with failure and adversity what are some qualities as a coach you may have taught your athletes what have you learned from your coach if you are an athlete let's go back to the phones and see what martez has to say martez good morning thanks for calling in how are you doing this morning i'm great how are you all right, I was just listening to your topic, and I thought it was fascinating. Well, thank you. Um, been a former athlete myself, and uh, and I, I think when uh, it comes to pressure on the kids, the pressure is tremendous. Uh, I, I grew up in it, especially I think it's, it's it's more where you come from, growing up in the inner city without much. Uh, it's like either either you make it out, or or you or you sit here and rot, and um, and and. And it, the success I've had, I, I made it to uh, Missouri. I played football there, and I ran track. I was uh, the Big Eight. I won the Big Eight in 200. and set the school record my freshman year on the track. Uh, I, I started a little bit in, in on the football team. And uh, I tore my ACL up in the Holiday Bowl, in the 1997 Holiday Bowl. And, uh, and I was slated, you know, to either run professional track or play in the NFL. What position did and, you play? I played wide receiver when I was a freshman, and I played corner when I was a junior. Okay. And uh, when that happened, uh, it's the psychological effect of everything is just gone in 20 seconds. 
Uh, I went through a, a deep, a deep time in my life for a long time. I'm just now taking my way out of that, out of that lifestyle. And just, it's, just it's so now, 20, 20, excuse me, tw- twenty years later, you're just now digging yourself out of it. Just now digging myself out of it because you go to school. Uh, this whole time you're in school and, you, and you're an outstanding athlete, everybody loves you. Uh, everybody's giving you everything and happy to be around you. But when it's all over, everybody leaves you. Uh, you don't. You're not. You're not going to get that big payday no more. And that that that's. That's emotionally and psychologically devastating for a young kid. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that's went through this. I have a lot of teammates that say they, go, they went through the same thing. And I think it needs to be more help for kids that come through, come through our situations. Well, I want to thank you for calling in today, Martez. And listen, congratulations. Look, life, life, you know, life stops when you die. And it may be 20 yeah. years later, but you're getting there and you're doing it. And that's what matters. And the good thing for you is that you had the wherewithal to see, you know, look, overcoming an ACL injury 20 years ago is not the same as it is today. And to overcome that, especially with what you're saying you were able to do with the skills you had, it takes some inner fortitude and it takes a lot of work, but you're doing it. Tell me what, what's what's going on in your life today. Uh, I'm, I'm working. Uh, I got a full-time job, a great job. So I'm making more money than I ever had in my life. Uh, I started going back to church. That that was a big that was a big positive thing to, to start doing. And I'm just trying to make sure my my three young children don't go through what I I did. And and one of the biggest things that um that that affected my children's life was because of the things I went through. My son, he has so much pressure on him because he he has the same name. And every time I took him to a gym, I got a little tears. I got a little tears. And I, and I just I decided enough is enough. I, I didn't care if he's sitting in the house and play video games all day. He, he's not going to have to go through that pressure. And they are successful right now because uh, I was, I was, they was not forced to do anything. Well, and, Martez, you've learned, unfortunately, from a negative situation. It's made you stronger and better as a person. I want to congratulate you for that. If I can ever help you out, give me a call at my office. I'd, be, I'd love to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for calling in. Good luck. You take care of yourself. All right. Let's go next to Mike. Mike, good morning. I'm Dr. Jacobs. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good. We've got about a couple minutes here for you. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to, you know, uh, say I'm a long-time listener. I like your show. And um, Thank you. You know, as far as this, this coaching stuff goes, you know, I, I, I'm no great coach. I, I, you know, I coached Little League stuff. But I took it seriously. And, I, you know, I read several books of, of other coaches, and they all kind of came out with the same thing is, you know, that you, you, you come up with your own philosophy and you stick to it. And so once I did that, I, I realized that, um, you know, it wasn't really about winning and losing. It was about, you know, teaching. And I always told the parents and the kids, well, basically I told, told them about four things. One, I told them that, you know, you're going to win some games, you're going to lose some games. But that's not how we measure success. We're going to measure success from the you know, at the end, we're going to measure success if you become a better individual player and a better team player. And then uh, the other I think I, I agree with you 100. It's not it's not about the score; it's about you as a person. Yeah, and so you know, the other, the other things I told the you know the kids every before every game, before every practice, I said the same three things. You know, be confident; you can do whatever's set in front of you. Always do your best. Always and then enjoy it, whether it's hard or easy or whatever it is, enjoy what you're doing. 
that was it. I kind of stuck with those those things right there, and uh, you know, I, we always had a successful year. Parents loved it, kids loved it. You know, it's just it's just a good experience overall. Well, in the end, Mike, it really isn't about having fun, just enjoying what you're doing. That's what it should be about. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that was that was the the, that philosophy. Having something like that made all whatever season you had good. Yeah, I think in the end, you know, the pressure we put on kids to win these games at five, six, seven, eight years of age, they don't remember the individual games as much 20 years later, 15 years later, as much... Oh yeah, I played soccer when I was eight. That that was fun. They're not going to remember yeah. all those individual games. They're just going to remember yeah. the experience. Yeah, yeah. And I think just, that's what you're hitting on. Yeah, that was the part that you know, winning and losing. We're all going to do that. We all want to win. Everyone, nobody wants to lose. But you know, just the experience, going out and playing. That's that's the part that you need to relish. That's the part that that that's the meaningful part. Yes, you've totally hit it on the head. L- listen, sir, thank you for calling in. And uh, oh, I, I want to say one thing. You start off by saying maybe I'm not not a great coach. I think you are a great coach just because of what you said. So thanks for your thanks for your comments oh, this morning. Thanks, appreciate it, and thanks for listening. Thanks. Take care. You know, this is a topic that was more. How do we say it? It wasn't you know black and white. It was more of a gray area topic today, but I think it's an important one. The human side of sports. What does it teach you as a person? What does it teach you about you? How do you get better? Hope you enjoyed the show today. We had some great calls, great comments. I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 10 WHB in Kansas City. Our show is around the country. You can listen to it several ways. I'm podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Go to 810WHB.com. Go to my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. Check on the podcast page and you get the show. You can follow me on Twitter at, at DRJSportsPsych. My shows are also podcasted there as the week goes on. You can reach me several ways. Follow me on Twitter. Get a hold of me there. Send me an email at my website at uh, DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. Or you can get a hold of me at my office at 816-561-5556. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Most of my family 
They never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.